You're listening to Stories from the Front. Everyone here has got a story to tell. I am an American soldier, baptized in fire and blood. I give my heart and soul, trying to do good. <laughs> What's up, guys? Oliver here, back again. This is Stories from the Front. We're coming at you with a new episode. It's been a while. I know it has. Yeah, we took some time off and kind of shut things down. But you know what? You got to take a break. Take, take a break from life. Take a break from yourself. And uh, we were going to do some shit. People are trying to be stupid, spreading lies, spreading rumors. But it's all good because we're back now. And we're going to keep this thing going. And we're going to get it, it better than ever. It's only going to get better. Uh, today's is a great day. It's a great day. We have a good friend with us today. We're going to record some good shit. Got some uh, hilarious stories, I'm sure, to hear coming up from the man sitting across from me, the rib master, the judo man. Uh, so, uh, so first of all, let me just say, uh, you know, thank you guys for continuing to like pay attention to this, listen to this, and uh, support us because it really means a lot to me. Personally, because I started this just for fun, and I wanted to help, you know, it helped me, personally, and mentally, you know, move on in my life and be a better person, because, uh, you know, this really is just a hobby to me. I don't make money from this at all. You know, I spend more money doing this than anything. I lose money doing this, but I don't care. It's fun. I enjoy it, and I hope you enjoy it as well, listening to it. But thank you again, listening for it, listening to the podcast, checking it out, buying stickers if you're buying them. Which, by the way, we have a shit ton of stickers left. So, Two go to our shop. Stickers. Buy, the damn stickers. Buy the damn stickers. We have some new designs. Go look at our shop. Check them out. And let me know what you think. Uh, you can. They're cheap. I'm not making the money off of it. Trust me. I'm losing money. But it's all good. I don't care. Uh, yeah. So, and let your friends know. Well, you know we're a veteran-owned podcast. We're veteran-run. And that's all I do is record veterans. I like to hear their stories and tell my stories. So if you enjoy that as well, then support us. Like us, subscribe us, and share it to your friends. Cheers um, to that. Cheers to that, my friend. <laughs> Rip Masters over here drinking some old-fashioned whiskey. I like it, man. He's going hard in the paint. It says it's old-fashioned. That's it right. It's more like straight whiskey. Straight-up whiskey. <laughs> so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the Rib Master himself is here to tell us a story. Rib. What's up, dude? Where do you want me to start? Man, let's just start with the basics. So, we, you know, we've known each other for shit a long time, you know, yeah. since, uh, so my first unit, Charlie Company, 769th, was back, that was, I joined in 2004, so I was there for about two years now. I was part of Charlie Company. Charlie Company, 769th, but you were also in Alpha Company, right? Yeah. Because eventually Alpha Company became, which is my last unit, and you, was that your last unit, 926? 928. 928. Okay, so we left. You left 926, which was previously called Alpha Company, right. 769, which I came from Charlie Company, 769. Mm -hmm. And I also with the 927 when it spurred it out of the ground. But So we've known each other since probably, what, 2005, 2006-ish? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, man. Since we've had a long history together. It's been a long time, man. I've bounced around within the battalion. I started off off of 769, 
And then from there, let's see, I went to, I was part of Charlie Company, but I was within the detachment. I took a promotion from Alpha to Charlie, part of the detachment that was out at the airport. That unit's since been dissolved. They moved location. They moved a to, long time ago. Right. Yeah. And so I moved shortly after that before they, they, they turned that shithole into some other shithole. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't even, I don't even think that unit's even there anymore. I think, last I heard, it was, I think it was like U.S. Marshals or something to that effect, some law enforcement agency. That could take you at the airport, right? Yeah. Over there in Baton Rouge. Uh, so I was part of the detachment, and then from there I took a medic slot. I was a 21 Echo heavy combat or heavy construction engineer whenever I first enlisted. Same. To reclass to medic after I went to uh, Baghdad, 0708, reclass in 09. Reclass to medic, 68 whiskey. Holla. Then I transferred, I took my, my medic slot down at. Uh, Eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good unit. I like nine two eight. Love nine two eight. Shout out to my guys in the Badass unit. Red dogs. My best unit I was ever in, and I think it was just because it was so far away from battalion, we didn't have to deal with all the bullshit. Right, because so nine two eight was. Uh, I mean, it's one of the better engineering units in the state, and I, I think they were still part. Of, well, they were part of two twenty fifth, of course. They were away from AFRC, which was a good drive away from them, so nobody could really fuck with everybody over there. Well, I think they, I actually think they, they went somewhere um, to brigade. Okay. I want to say that uh, they did another reorg and they they went to brigade. Uh, I want to say, uh, don't quote me on that, but I think that's the last that I heard. They wanted them part back in the infantry brigade. You came with us in the 2011. And then I don't remember like did you when you came back in twelve did you go back to nine two eight after? Yep, I went back right after. Uh, I actually took a few months off uh, off the books. Sure, <laughs> I think everybody <laughs> took a few months off the books there, dude. When my unit started calling, hey, you know, where the fuck are you? Man, I was like, <laughs> man, I was, I was at uh, nine two six. They're like, well, nine two six says they haven't seen you. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, well, they're full of shit. What do you mean they haven't seen me? I've been there. I mean, dude, are you questioning my integrity? <laughs> right, right. But really, I was like, all right, so you want me to come next weekend? I'll be in trouble. So, so maybe I should actually report back, you know, I've been taking three months off. I stretched it out. You stretched it? Dude. I stretched it. I think we've all been there, though. We've all stretched our welcome home past what we were supposed to. Three months isn't enough. I agree, man. You know, you have yellow ribbon and all that bullshit when you get back, and it's just... Big dog and pony show, but you also get to get hammered with your boys for three days. So there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? So, so after so you not too eight, you came back in twelve. I mean, how much? I don't remember how much longer you stuck around after that. So I I ETS out in let's see, two thousand thirteen. So it was a year after we came back. It was pretty quickly. Yeah. Oh, I man. turned down the seven slot. What? Uh, I didn't yeah. know that shit. Yeah, I turned down the seven slot. Was it in a 2-8 at no, the time? it was actually with Medcom. Medcom. So Medcom, Medcom's in, is that in Carville? Is that where it's in? New Orleans. They New Orleans. They an active duty uh, E-7 slot working under uh, another medic. So with that, you, you would have I, to... That I hold great respect for. He actually trained me. Um, taught me most most of what I knew outside of medical. Is that Harper? Fabian? Fabian Harper? No, that that's Bushy. Bushy. Oh, Howard you know Bushy. Bushy. You know Howard. Man, I love some Bushy. Dude. It's a good dude. Good dude. 
man. Uh, He's been yeah. around a long time doing this shit. Medic. I, mean, I, I was trained by one of the best. I agree. You know, in our deployment in 08, 09, Bushy was the medic, head medic, and, you know, I think, you know, if he, he did everything he could to save Johnny and, you know, unfortunately Johnny didn't make it, but holy shit, he's a fucking hell of a guy, hell of a medic, and there's no one better at his position than him. You know? He's got he's got his quirks like anybody else. <laughs> he has the best laugh, the laugh in the entire military. Yeah, I mean, it, you would know from a mile away. You don't matter who you are. If you knew the stories yeah. about Bushy, you would know it immediately. If, if you know how to do a turkey call, yes, then you know you know somewhat of what this guy's laugh would be. But it's, it's, Bushy. It's, 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 uh, yeah, I mean, I wish I had, I wish I had the words to the, it, turkey call, yeah, I mean, it's about as best you can describe it, because it's so high-pitched, and, like, he sucks air in so much, like, he's giving you a, a, a NDA. It's gonna, it's gonna be a while. Yeah, yeah, it's like he's giving you an NDA, <laughs> but, you know, he just keeps sucking air and shit, you get him going, and it's over. I love that dude to death. Oh, man, shout out to Howard Bushy. Oh, shout out. Great guy, man. I hope he listens to this one day and, uh, and checks it out. He's like, yeah, hell yeah. I hope he doesn't mind. We dropped first and last name on him. Uh, it's all good. The dude is a man. The dude is a badass pick. I'd put him up against anybody. I agree, man. Him and Smitty. I love my yeah, must. Love me some Smitty. Smitty, if you listen, love you, brother. Going to see you soon. So let's get to what we're actually here to talk about today. You know, I have no fucking idea. Of what you're gonna tell me today about this, what story you're bringing? So I'm kind of in the dark about this. So you gotta lay this out for me, like break it down and sh- tell me what's going on here. What are we talking about right, today? So, so I mean, like any tour, long time. It's a lot of stories, a lot of things that happen. Well, this particular story I'm gonna talk about. Uh, <laughs> it was really funny now that I think about it, but at the time I was like, you know. We almost fucking broke down the box. So looking back, it was uh, kind of a bad... Looking it, back... It, it could have yeah, been bad. Yeah, it could have got real bad, real fast. So we're at Bob Lightning. Lightning? Yep, Bob Lightning. Sometime in the summer of... It was like in the summer of the fall of 2004, right? So this is during our, our deployment. This is during our tour. Well, not to six. That's we're not too sick. We're way past rip, like... We've been there for a few months. We're already into our battle rhythm. Uh, you know, we, we know the land land. And, uh, so we've gotten a few ticks at this point. Don't we, you know, I hate that, like, that we were on separate uh, platoons because, you know, we did different TTPs and SOPs and everything. So, you know, we really didn't get to communicate too much of what was going on between the platoons and what we were experiencing versus what you guys were experiencing. So... You know, it's a little disconnect there, and I, I hate that it happened like that. You know what right. I mean? So, uh, but yeah, continue. I just so like it was. It was sometime, uh, sometime in the summer to fall. Everything was, you know, dirt. It's just fucking dry as fuck out there. So this is like we got in in like June, I think. Yeah, it was like June. Or June, July-ish. Yeah. It's like right when like the spring offensive is just about to kick off, and you know we have our most active. Uh, time of the year, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we were getting it. I mean, we were getting troops in contact. I mean, 
during our left seat, right seat. Yeah, time. yeah, everybody. Is this normal? Yeah. You know, it's so crazy you mentioned that because, like, I think, like, we get in the country, it's, like, the first week, and we're already getting in contact. Like, right. Like, we haven't yeah. been there a week, and we're already getting shot at and shit. Like, what the hell's going on? That's how the whole tour's going to be, right? Yeah. And that's the same thing for both platoons in our area, at least. You know, of course, we had our other platoon down in uh, Salerno, and they were—I think—they were going through the same shit. They're doing the same shit. Yeah. Same shit, different place, different terrain. Right. Same enemy. Just RCP mission and going fucking crazy. I used to think it was the same enemy. We had those fuckers. Dude. I think. I mean. I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure they were playing both sides. They were playing both sides, man. Let's be real here. You know. They were across the. At least for us, I mean, it was so close. Yeah, I mean, like, if, if, if you look at history and just shows from every other engineer unit that's done route clearance patrols in that area is that the Taliban hibernates and goes across the border into Pakistan through the KG Pash in the middle of the winter months whenever there's no spring offensive going on, right? Yeah. So and that's, then we had to deal with the Haqqani network, too. So. That's true, yeah. I mean, we, I remember talking about this guy. Uh, man, this guy had fucking... 12 different countries' currencies on his person. What? Like, what the fuck I never heard that? about this. Oh, yeah. So, um, tell me, what, like... Man, he, it was like a bunch of different countries in the Middle East, and he had fucking currencies from, like, all kinds of places. Like, There's something not right with this guy. So, where, so this that's is... When a, we were, that's when they had us set up doing the... I forgot the, the name of the little camera. Bats and Hides? Yes, the Bats and Hides. So, you're doing a Bats and Hides mission? We were doing a Bats and Hides, which was... Fucking stupid. So let me explain what a bats and hides is. If you've never actually done it yourself, it's very uh, tedious. How can I put that? And very, I don't know if it's actually really worth it. Because you know, what? How's that information disseminated? So what they do is they you do random traffic stops. You set up uh, set up bar- barricades. I guess you would call it. Basically a control point. A control point, and you, you take in random vehicles, you pull these people aside. Got this big-ass fucking camera. Right. Super expensive. Super. Camera. Can you imagine what that, that army camera costs? I can't imagine what this camera costs. It scans fingerprints, retina scan, yeah. it takes in all their information. You're giving it to a bunch of fucking knuckle drags. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, man, I'm, try- I'm trying to... Fight the war, not fucking be the DMV. Yeah, these you're you're getting all this, collecting all this shit together. I guess you're sending it to military intelligence guys who sit behind a desk all fucking day. Don't understand that. Go like I'm trying to carry chow, not a big ass fucking knockout. Right? Like I've already got enough gear on me, dude. I'm wearing a full combat load plus my fucking weapon and shit, whatever I'm carrying. I got this fucking 60 pound cannon on my fucking arms, you know, carrying it around my neck and shit. So we take these bats and hides, you know, we upload it, we give it to military intelligence back in the fucking command center and shit. But let's be real, how much good does that actually fucking do for us yeah, on we, our mission? Yeah, we have to rely on their information. Yeah. Like, yeah, who walks around with their birth certificate in their pocket? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Especially no, in Afghanistan. Oh, that's your name? Okay. Pakistan, well, Afghanistan. Like, yeah. let's be real here. These name, guys don't have no idea or anything. Your name's John Rambo? I got you. <laughs> this is John Wayne. <laughs> this guy here. <laughs> this fucking dude. Really? Smile for the camera, please. Yeah, smile. Can you, like, uh, you got some white teeth there, man. You use, uh,. Use like crest, <laughs> clear white. There looks nice. I like it. Yeah, Where'd take you get the monkey you? off your shoulder so I can take your picture? Bright shit, man. 
So Hakani, like, how do you know he's Hakani? Like, where did this come from? So we didn't know if he, he was a Hakani network, but we we figured that um, that he had some connects. I mean, why else would this guy have so many different kinds of right? That's he's, that's he's completely fucking hard. Most heavily patrolled routes. It was out there by um, uh, what was that Bob? So is this out in like in the middle of Gardez or past Gardez this where we past were? Past Gardez. There's so many of them. There was like a little cop that we used to go to, Quebec. Okay. Oh, okay. Or, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? So you're not Quebec to Zormat? Yeah, to Zormat. Zormat. So, yeah, this was like on one of those days, and we were just, you know, we had to take pictures of these dudes, and, well, you know, we had to do that for so many hours, and I think, I think we had, it was like a four-hour window, we had to yeah. start all day, and basically... Not to get mortared, right? <laughs> Which has happened many yeah. times. We had that happen in another route in another situation. Yeah. But getting back to what we were, the story we were talking about, you know, we were talking about Hakani. We got off, kind of got off track there. We were talking about your story. Oh, oh, so this, so this story is actually it actually happened on the base. But um, this happened at Lightning. This or it happened on Lightning. So, so at, at Lightning, we were stationed. We were all stationed there. Two platoons, of course. So, so we had some we had some documents that um, some sensitive documents that we were going to take to the burn pit. Um, everybody did it. There's no secret to that. Right. Um, a lot of sensitive information, and the easy, easiest way to get rid of it is put a bunch of diesel on it. Yeah. And watch it burn. So we had one of those days. We had a bunch of information that we needed to dispose of. Um, they tasked myself and uh, another another guy. Uh, yeah. Let's not put names. Uh, we're not gonna he, put names he, to faces. Already, he already knows what we're talking he's about. Cool. Him. He's, so yeah. his name is Adam. I'm not gonna throw his last name out there. We call him the Bear King. He's a real good dude. He was actually one of my uh, team leaders. But um, so we go out there. We got this stack of fucking paperwork that we're gonna get rid of and burn it up. Anyways, we go to this burn pit. Everybody uses this 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 is damn what fifty gallon drum. This is on lightning. Burn pit. I don't think we've ever been there personally. It's a, it's a, it's a fifty. Yeah, that was our first. That was our first place. Okay. That was our first. That's where we stayed at until we went to good right. across the street. Five Gardez across the right. street. Yeah. So we went to the burn pit. Burn pit was probably I don't know, maybe maybe fifty meters, probably fifty meters from you know our hooch. Uh, kind of outside by the, by the, the damn butter pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was alongside the wall to the outside. So this is like leaned up against the out, yeah. outside the wire kind of deal. It's like close. It's it's like on the it's on the Hescos. <laughs> so it's in the, it's a what's protecting Hesco protecting the base, but right. you're really literally right next it's to right it. On Oh my god! Yeah, they said they put a burn pit there. I don't know why. Smart. Well, anyway, so we're burning shit. <laughs> <laughs> so we're over here just burning shit. So we're burning, we're burning stuff. We 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 throw all the all this paperwork that we need to get rid of. We put it in the burn pit. Put a bunch of diesel on it. Set it on fire. Smoke a few joes and watch this thing go up. So we're sitting there for a few minutes and we gotta stick around. We gotta make sure that. that Right, you gotta make sure that everything. Yeah. So this this is all like you know unclassified. Stuff. 
yeah, so, classified information that we need to make sure that no one gets a hold of this shit. Exactly. But you're so close to the goddamn wire, so to the Hesco's. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Is, it, is this like the five bear just not naive and painted? I don't know. Who fucking knows, right? They were after duty guys. So. Yeah, who gives a <laughs> shit? Whatever. We're not there anymore, so I don't fucking yeah, yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, we saw, so we set this thing on fire, right? And a few minutes goes by, and you know, nothing. Right. Out of nowhere. Fucking 15 foot fireball shoots out of the goddamn, out of, out of the. The oil kit, the oil drum. I'm talking 15 feet. I swear, it's like 15, at least 15 feet. Just a ball of fire. <laughs> we're we're just looking up, like mouths drop, just like what? Is this someone tell you that we were on mission and you guys weren't or something? Or like yeah. Okay, so we were running mission. You guys were fucking around, yeah, burning classified information. Oh, let's for the record. Let's just call it a reset. Let's let's set this straight for we the had a record. Lot of reset, yeah. Wait. Okay, let's set for the record. You had That's a whole other story. Well, forty-five <laughs> days of reset. Maybe longer. Uh, exactly. This is yeah. Okay, I just want to put that out there that you know RCP nine. Mm-hmm. Fuck you guys. We can get into that. You fucked us over. But whatever, you know, it's, it's bridge over the water, right? Hey, man, we wanted to get back out in the fight. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you gotta, the powers that be fucked us over. The powers that be. Uh, the powers that be fucked you guys over. Yeah, we were fucked re- you guys we were fucked us over. No, you didn't get fucked. We got fucked. Oh, you gotta buck got off. <laughs> we all got fucked. Yeah, we, whatever it is. Oh, it man, we got, you guys got fucked more than we did. But. You, <laughs> burning shit, and you get a fireball. So, fireball. Fireball. Mouths are wide open. We're just looking at this thing. Like, like what, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? What do we do now? So, we're just like, all right, maybe that was just a fluke. <laughs> maybe there was just some maybe. some other shit in there that it wasn't supposed to burn. Yeah, yeah. It maybe so caught an, maybe it caught an air pocket or something yeah, in there. Maybe you know, maybe it caused some you know, just coincidence. And then this coincidence happened like four more times. Oh shit! We're like, fuck. <laughs> what do we do? More fireballs. So now you're in panic mode. We're in panic mode. We didn't we didn't get into panic mode till with the fucking Hesco wall caught on fire. Oh my god. This bitch caught on fire and this thing's taller than me. This is one of them fucking So this is like a double stack Hesco bear. This is barrier. one of them like six foot tall Hesco barriers with another with another Hesco barrier on top of that. And that motherfucker catches on fire. I'm talking the top of it. And the side of it. This is sand, though. How does the fucking Hesco catch on fire? It's like that that material on the outside. It's right. almost like a cardboard or like a heavy-duty cardboard material. I don't know what it is. So if you don't know what a Hesco barrier is, Google it. It's literally a fucking It's like box. a cage around a yeah. fucking big cardboard box. They fill it with sand and dirt. And they fill it with sand, dirt, right? fucking whatever they can. And that's your improvised barrier. So it's, so you're standing around this fucking fireball as if you and Bearju at the time. I'm just you and Bearju, just, just dug in it. <laughs> Thankfully, else. there's nobody else Thank that knows God what the fuck is going on, right? So this fireball is going up and nobody's paying attention. So fireballs up like in the air. The first one was cool as fuck, but after that, like once shit started catching on fire, we're like, oh shit, what the fuck this now? This is about to turn into something, something serious. Oh my god. And then so. Once the Hesco wall caught on fire, like it caught on fire on the side at first. So we're like kicking dirt and trying to kick it on the side. Trying to put it out, right? But we don't, we can't see the top of it. Right. I mean, Bear Juice, he's a, he's a tall guy. He's a big dude. But I mean, 
even he he's not seeing that the top of the dam Hesco wall is on fire. <laughs> so you're only seeing a what like six foot of the Hesco. Right, and uh, you know I'm I'm fucking five foot nothing, so <laughs> I, I can't see the top of that. Dude. <laughs> you smoke. need a fucking step stool to get up on that bitch. But you could definitely tell it was on fire for I sure. Could tell it was on fire. I, I mean, I'm, I, so <laughs> once I realized that the top was on fire, what I did was I just took off running. Oh God! <laughs> you just Jews, jetted. The bear Jews looking at me like, bro, what the fuck? What the fuck? And I was like, bro, go and get help. <laughs> go and get help. But did you really go get help? I was about to just roll out. And be like, bro, <laughs> you were like, fuck it. Did you guys know that thing was on fire? <laughs> <laughs> but I went back. <laughs> so where did you go? I just went around the corner. You went around the corner, but you were really considering just but, yeah, completely fucking jetting on this. Was gonna be like, just go back to your room and just, just go. Yes. Wake up. And you were just gonna take one and pretend it never yeah. happened, right? Yeah, I just catch buried you in the morning. Wow. Could you imagine if you literally would have just like completely left and never came back? I hit the corner and stood there for a second. And I was like, "Do I really want to do this?" As an NCO, do I really want to just like dime my guy out like this and just desert him? So he's still there, fucking. I can't imagine just just like kicking dirt on this fucking fire, trying to put it out. I mean, I start filling my fucking hat with dirt just to throw it on all. Finally, we get this thing under control. I don't know how. Nobody saw a thing. Nobody. Nobody. Not a single person Not came single out of. Person. And if they did, they never said anything. Wow, that's unreal. Like I can't. Like you would think. Like as big as lightning is, as many like high-ranking officials that are on lightning. You had the, the the damn Afghan base right outside. Right, you had thunder. Anything. But you know, I don't know how could those dudes don't even speak English. So I mean. How I mean, they, how, I figure some, at least somebody from the guard tower would see something. No. Yeah, you know, Nobody that's true, man. I didn't. Thing. Well, they only had, uh, well, they did have guard towers around the ECP and it shit. Was close to the, it was close to one of the guard towers, but they never. And there was somebody in that guard tower paying, like, yeah, wow. You think? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. We they might have been catching a snooze. Dude, I, honestly, I don't know because, like, I'm trying to think back to. I one don't of, even know who ran those guard towers. So when we first calf? I want to say yes because you know when we they were ran everything else. Yeah, yeah, but you know the sign you know, they had the big plaque at the mayor's sale and shit that had the uh, 82nd Airborne on it. But right. I'm almost positive it was first calf. Was first calf when we were there. there, but I can't recall like seeing people in guard towers. Maybe I just never fucking paid attention to it yeah. because we were Maybe always they were just there. <laughs> well I never paid attention to it because we were always fucking yeah, gone. Was on route. Yeah, we were always fucking gone. Out of a bag, living in the truck. Exactly. Three six three, six, eight days a week going to another cop sleeping somewhere yeah. else, sleeping on the ground, sleeping on the hood of the eagles and shit. So I never paid attention to that. But it's crazy that they really had guard towers and shit. You would think, yeah. you know, they are what, twelve hour well, we rotation? Didn't have much interaction with those guys. I mean, That's true, but they still they're still, if they have guard towers, they're having 12-hour rotations. There's always somebody paying attention. And a lot of those times, they usually have an interpreter with them, like an Afghan guy from Thunder maybe sitting there with them. So I don't know. Yeah. It's just kind of wild that nobody, yeah. nobody no. besides you and Bear Jew, yeah. saw this fire just taking over the Hesco. I mean, I escaped a lot of shit. 
That was one of my biggest escape. That was one of the best. <laughs> I, I can't, but I can't fathom like nobody else saw this I'm shit. Talking full on fireball. Full on full fireball on the Hesco. It's literally the the main defense it, it, of the base. It was like a goddamn cannonball that shot in the air. What the fuck? How, how do I not hear about this shit, man? Like, dude, we kept that under wraps. Um, <laughs> it's out now. By the way, just letting you guys know, I almost burned down the base. <laughs> Five lightning almost burned the fuck down. It was compromised. Our fucking security. It, it, if it's still there, I don't know if it's still there or not. It's been fucking nine years or eight years or whatever it is. I'm pre- I'm pretty sure it's still there. It's, they probably turned that into ANA. It's got to be an Afghan base now, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure of that. Dude, that's fucking crazy. Like, I wow. They still might have ODA guys out of there. I mean, it was just the proximity is just a great location. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I, I you know. And we did, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, we did like a defend the base drill. Do you recall that? We like had to uh, man. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We had to guard the fucking Hescos and shit, but I, do remember that. I don't remember anyone yeah, ever. Re- their own like section, section, right. Yeah. Right, but I don't remember anyone ever reporting seeing burnt Hescos no. or a burnt section of Hescos the no, entire time. How though? How do you cover up burnt Hescos? But this was like winter months we're in though. Like I mean, dude, this was like, summer when it happened, right? Cardboard, yeah, yeah. It was in the, it was like in the summer, or early fall. Wow. Um, but I mean, dude, for shit to burn up, you just let a couple of dust storms go through it, and it's like it's like it never happened. But you know, I feel like you know. We were like trying our best to not get complacent, but we never literally saw any section of the fence that was completely just like crispy yeah, it, ever. We, I mean, we, it was all hands on deck, all two of us. <laughs> all t- but how did two guys who always burnt down the fucking base get away with this shit? Like, I don't. I wouldn't say burn down the base, but I mean, but you were close. It was like we were about to. Burn it was about down to be a major catastrophe there. The wall that if, protected us from the outside. If people actually understood like how close in proximity this base was to the uh, population, yeah, because there was literally a village on the right op- outside, right outside the right fucking outside wall, the right outside the. I mean, people worked. The people that lived in that village worked on, on the, the base, outside. right? And they would they were set up in the bazaar. Uh, that's where most of those people do. They were set up in the bazaar. Some of those people were Terps. Yeah, yeah. We had the Terp village over there. A lot of guys that came on and cleaned. Spent a lot of time there. Yeah. I spent a lot of my time there. Really? Actually, yeah. That's another day for another story. Learned about the Afghan culture. Uh, me and uh, me and uh, Jamie used to spend a lot of time out there. You know, I wish I would have interacted more with the interpreters in, in the Terp village. We had some really good guys that we oh, had. Dude, man, we were like real tight. We would go out there, eat dinner, like, I'm talking like sit on these fucking carpets, you know, take off your boots, of course. Of course. Um, but you know, sit on their carpet, I mean, basically eat what they ate, fucking no spoon, no fork. Yeah, it's non Shut up on a big ass pan, put your hand in it, and fucking just eat it. Sauce and all, fucking. I mean, I've had some of the food, I've had some of the non, I've had some of the meat. We know certain places. You ate with your hands. Right, (laughs) right. Shit, you're not supposed to eat with your hands. You ate with your hands. Yeah, I mean, I, I, every experience I've had with eating like their food, I've had explosive diarrhea every time. But man, the food tasted so. Tasted so good, but it was go so bad coming out. So bad coming out. Here's what I used to do. So you know, I was a medic, right? Yeah, I was there as an engineer. However, 
when one of our medics had to go and leave, I was the backup medic. So they would fill me in back in the medic, and we didn't have to pull from another platoon. Yeah. So, um... We only had one. We had Doc. We had Smitty. Yeah, you guys had Doc Smitty. We had Smitty. Love you, Smitty. See, my platoon, we had... You had two, though. You had you had Harper. You had Arnone. Well, Harper was well, with he us was, for a little while right. until he went to... Salerno, uh, right? He went to South. Right. And, um... So, but we had Arnone, who... who Basically, he took care of all the medics there, but whenever he went out, I would cover down for him. Right. So we didn't have to pull from another platoon, which was like a win-win for everybody. The unit because yeah. We didn't have to pull from somebody else. I was already acclimated to our guys, so I knew, you know, it, it just worked out better that way. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So I had access to all the medication, and so, <laughs> yeah, long story short, whenever we would have to. Because there were some times where we were stranded. Um, we're always air, stranded because because of red air, we could we couldn't. We oh couldn't yeah. Route. Oh yeah, always. We, we got stuck at a base on the packs. I'm not gonna name the the base. It's better if you don't. But um, uh, the area was it was along the Pakistan border, and we actually ran out of food. We talked to special forces. They gave us fucking chicken and salsa. Nice. Like five years expired. Oh wow. Yeah. I opened the motherfucker and there was no salsa. That's how old it was. <laughs> it had evaporated over time. It was wow. Like there, there was something that resembled chicken in there. But I, however, I mean, none of us hate that shit. Uh, I would hope not. I man. told our guys, I was like, look, man, you eat this at your own risk. However, we have an option. So what we did was we took our turf. Uh huh. We were like, look, we're going to give you all the money we got. We need you to go out to the village and go get us some grub. Hey, including yourself. That's not a bad idea, though. So he's like, "How much money do you got? We're on route. What the fuck you need money for?" Right. I don't know how, but all of us, as a platoon, as an RCP, we came up with twenty eight dollars. And twenty eight dollars in Afghanistan goes a long fucking ways. He was about to bring back a live goat. Oh my god! <laughs> a live goat. A live goat, and I was like, I don't know if we should do. Dude, that. how the hell are you gonna put together a live goat and barbecue it? There's a way, but oh, true, engineers, right? Well, we were staying at an SF compound. Okay, so, so that's we had um, we didn't play by the same rules at that point. <laughs> Once you're staying in their place and doing missions that support them, doing hood rat shit, doing hood rat shit with your friends, the game changes. <laughs> the game changes. We came, we came back with full beers like we got now. We got fucking kicked out of the chow first day we got back. Wow, uh, I remember. You know, I I, I kind of remember that. Because, like, we would go on, like, eight-day runs out of the, just, wherever, and they were like, you need to shave. Coming in the gate and shit, like, motherfucker, I will stab you yeah. if you keep well, talking I shit. A hot meal or a bath. Yeah. Or a shower. Yeah. First cab, guys. In fucking, dude, like, two weeks. Dude, get off my balls, because I will literally shank you right here in this fucking ECP. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. Wow. So, it was, like, one of those. So, we caught red air for, like, two weeks, and they, were, they, were, they wouldn't allow us to travel back. We were like, fuck it. It came to a point where we were just, like... We'll go back. Like, yeah. Just let us clear the route. Um, it was one of our more dangerous routes. Um, but, I mean, we were just ready to get back. Is this going to, like, uh, is this going down chimpanzees? It's like, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> the route of all routes. Dude, RPG Alley? Yeah. Uh, Chimpanzee is a, that was a beast. Yeah. I don't fuck with that anymore. But, um, yeah, so it was actually a, a cop that we used to travel frequently out there. It 
would stay. It was a there was a SF compound in that area. I've never been to it, but I know we went to uh we you know we we traveled that route a lot. We went a couple times, stayed all the way up towards Pac-10 border. Yeah, I mean you can see the back border. Yeah, we went there a couple times, but you know we. I don't think we ever interacted with SF guys like that. We did a lot of missions for those guys. That's so cool. That's cool, man. We worked with a lot of the ODA guys and got got to learn some of their ways and uh, really live like they did, and um, which was which was also cool in the sense that you know beyond the mission part, it was really cool to see how they interacted with the general public. Right. And. Um, you know what they did for them because it's not all running gun. It's yeah, because I mean, also you hear a lot of things of like build a rapport with the with the locals, which which really was really intriguing, and I think that's what got us to to do the things that we do as far as like hanging out with our turps and eating their food and learning their language, and it was like it was really immersive uh, for us uh, as a as an RCP because we spent so much time out in that area. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was like I learned a lot about their culture. I mean, there's still some some language that I learned in um, in in Afghan. Yeah, Fazi, Pashtun, Pashtun, Farsi, Farsi, right? Pashtun and Dari. Dari, okay. Farsi is what they speak in Iran. Well, they did speak some Farsi in certain areas that we went to. Though. Well, the well, you know the. Guy, but it was more Pashtun than anything. Harat, you remember Harat the barber? I do from at Lightning. From Lightning. Yeah. Yeah. He cool was, dude. He spoke Farsi. Okay. Yeah, I ended up uh, getting a music video from him. Are you I don't kidding know if me? I still have it, but it's like a bunch of like Iranian and like Iranian chicks like dancing, and it's like you know they they, they you know. But then that shit kind of banned in Iran. Well, though? the Muslim culture is very um, modest. Right. Is, Absolutely. Is probably the best way to say it. But um, he gave me like a music video because it's there. There was like nightclubs and there's stuff like that. There, there's like he actually exposed me to a lot of uh, thing like that video and stuff like that. Um, kind of exposed me to a whole lot of the Muslim culture that I didn't really expect. That kind of caught me off guard because yeah. I'm used to seeing women in burqas and just like completely covered up. I mean, can't even see the face. Well, if you if you go back to like. Uh like the 60s and 70s when uh, yeah, Afghan Afghanistan is prime. Like Kabul right. was like nothing like this. It looked so Western. So different. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it looked like there was a lot of Western uh, culture influence definitely then before, you absolutely. know, the Ayatollah took charge and completely changed how they you know, conduct themselves in public they, and everything. But they still have nightclubs and like all that stuff. And it was just like, I didn't, I didn't know. And uh, like the music's pretty, it's pretty cool too. You know, it's got that, <laughs> Arabic feel, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. You know, like that. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, right, there's nothing like it. But um, uh, man, it's just cool to watch. Yeah, it's just good cool shit. to watch. It's like just people partying, and having a good time, and that helped me. Um, you know, things like that helped me connect deeper to the people. So every time I saw somebody like on the street, you know, I, I took a chance. Yeah, I took a chance. You know, I would buy their their food, or you know, they, most of these people were selling food or little trinkets or toys. Yeah, yeah, or, the markets, of course. You know, right. Yeah. And it's just like, I did whatever I could to, you know, get out of the truck, holster my weapon, you know, put the weapon on my back, give these people some money and be like, hey, look, we're, we're not the bad guys. Yeah. And, you know, just, just put it out good. there and just, like, connect with You know, that it really plays into the hearts and minds of right. what we were trying to do there, you know. We're and not, I, I, I did my best to try to embody that. That's awesome, man. 
you know, you don't hear a lot of that anymore, but it's good to hear, like, you know, there's actually some people that are pushing that kind of message of just peace and prosperity. We don't want to, we're not here to kill you, dude. Yeah. We're here to protect you. And that's, right. that's only our mission is to your well-being right. at heart, you know. I'm here to help. Yeah, but we're here to help. We're not here people to. People don't see that. There's a lot of people don't see that. You know, there's a lot of people that don't see that, but at the same time, there's a lot of people that, that just. I don't want to say it's racism, but they have a plan. I don't, I don't, I don't see it like that. I, I see it as too. if it's, uh, you know, the Taliban, Al Qaeda has right. like thumb control over the country right, and right, right. a lot of pressure on the government. But yeah. and, and I can't say you can't trust anybody. Like no. I certainly took risk doing that. However, we've all taken risks like felt, that. I felt like, being there, I just being like there. for me, for my personal, for my personal beliefs and my personal mission. Yeah. That 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 was something that I felt like I needed to do in order to, um, you know, connect with the people and just let them know. And if I died trying, then so be it. So be it. I was ready to accept it. That's awesome, man. Well, thanks again for coming in. Thanks for recording. You know, just this has been really informative. You know, I, I learned a lot of shit about our deployment that I didn't even fucking know about I mean, it. Dude, you know, we have so many stories from that. So I mean, many. It was just, dude, that was a fucking hardcore tour. Well, you know, and I have a lot of those too, and and I have I know there's a lot of other people that have a lot of great shit that I want to hear about. So yeah. we're definitely gonna try to get to that eventually if yeah. we can. You know what I mean? Yeah, we gotta. I mean, I got I got, I got some other stories. I like to come back. Yeah, I would love to have you back. Honestly, that would be great, man. Yeah, I'd like to talk to about some of my stuff from from Baghdad. Awesome, love to hear it. I'm sure everyone else would love to hear it too. Yeah, because I mean, we, that's one thing that we shared was you know Afghanistan. So yeah, so we could both connect. To Absolutely, you did both. Two tours, right? In Afghanistan, correct. Two yeah, 08 right. and 2011. So I did one tour in Afghanistan and one tour. My first tour was actually in Iraq. i love to hear more about Iraq. Next time, we'll have, definitely have to do some stuff to talk about it. Afghanistan was far more active, but I think Iraq was just... It was, it was just, Different animal. It was a different beast. Yeah. Different yeah. weapons. And it just, to me, that was a scarier mission. Absolutely. But, you know, one thing... When I was in Iraq... Uh, when I was in Afghanistan, man, I was scared shitless every day. I mean, the Everybody. Even when I, we were flying in, I just remember looking out the Chinook and just seeing the terrain. I was like, oh, my God, this is just going to be brutal. Yeah, absolutely. I, was, I, I don't think I anyone could prepare us for the shit. Shut yeah. the fuck out of me. I don't think anyone could prepare us for um, what we were other experiencing. Flying into Baghdad, I was just like, I mean, it's more city, it's more industrial, it's more flat. But flying into the mountains just really intimidated me. Yeah. But, um... Man, I didn't, I didn't feel, I didn't feel real good there until we had, we were, we had those missions when we were taking out our scouts and the infantry guys, like those active duty guys from, uh, I think they were from Alaska. Something like that, yeah. Trying to move. Yep. Twenty fifth. Yep. And uh, I remember talking to this guy, and he was just tagged along with me on, uh, we were doing uh, foot patrol, and he was just tagged next to me, you know, and we we're spread out, fucking, you know, hundred. 50, 200 something meters, you know, out. And we're just walking, you know, just doing foot patrol, checking for bombs, you know, just waiting for a tick. And I looked at him and it's like, how? and he had been there for, I think we had been there for maybe a month or two. And I was like, it, it was, it was, a, I mean, they, they came in pretty late whenever, because uh, we had the uh, 7th Engineer Battalion for a long right, time. Right. And, uh, you know, we coincided with 18th and then. At the, towards the end of deployment, we had 25th ID coming. So it was the guys before them. Okay. The guys so that would be 7th Engineer Battalion. That so was Task Force Red Devils that came. I don't know. I'm not sure. Who the infantry guys that were there? I forgot the infantry guys that they had. I don't know. Um, you know. 
Was that Oklahoma National Guard? So the Oklahoma guys, yeah, that came with uh, with Serena's unit. Is that what you're yeah. talking referring I'm to? I'm trying to think of the the infantry unit that that was before them. Before. Before that, whenever we first got there. Okay, when we first got there, it was first cab. All right, so it was, then it was first cab guys. I right. Think it was first cab. So the first cab was the QRF. Was the no the guys that came out on mission with us. When we first got there. Yeah. That was first cab. They would do the. Their, I don't know if they did that with you guys. They yes, had they, get, they, had, they had. They did the full. Recon. The QRF was first cab. The, they they were the first ones that came with us out on missions and shit. That well, was we had some scouts with us that were doing like long range recon, and we're like, no, we didn't have any of that bullshit. Oh yeah, we had these guys doing long range. Uh, see, I, I don't think it was first cab because they were mostly on the base. It's like a different unit. Okay, but they were. I don't know. I remember that. They were they were a regular army. Right. But I I, I don't remember uh, what brigade they fell under. But anyways, um, man, I looked at this guy. We're sitting in a fucking. In a uh, in a wadi, <laughs> like just ducked off, and I'm just sitting there looking at. I'm in the wadi, it's probably 15 feet deep, and we're sitting there at the bottom, just you know, just trying to keep the open fall, stay out of cover until the the convoys catches up. Yeah, start moving again. And I looked at him, I was like, dude, how are you? How do you manage this? Like, how do you stay so composed? To, like, what is it? And you know, I'm smoking a cigarette. Yeah, like, we're taking a little break. They can't see us smoking down there, and I'm uh. I'm like, how, how, how do you manage this? Like, how do you stay so composed? You're fucking cool as a cucumber. Like, what's getting you through this tour? Like, how are you like this? And he's like, he looked at me and he's like, I accepted that I was already dead. And he said, once I accepted that I was dead, this became easier. Wow. And now I treat it like a fucking year-round Taliban hunting trip. That's, <laughs> that's wild. That. And ever since then, Fucking, you know, can hurt me, they'll never see it. I wish I would have known that back then because that would have really helped me dude, get through a lot of that shit. After that, dude, I was, I never, before that time, I never wanted to get out of the vehicle. I just felt comfort in the vehicle. But you, you know, just as well as I do, that the vehicle was like the most dangerous place to be. Absolutely. It was, that was the, that was what, to being out on patrol was a lot safer. Being us. out on foot, I felt safer out of the truck yep. on foot Absolutely. than I did in the truck. Absolutely, because IDs don't target you in, right. in, in the middle of exactly. a wadi or something shit, you know? Exactly. Crazy. So, well, thanks again, brother. I really appreciate you coming. I really appreciate the story. And we're going to have to get you back because I know there's tons of other shit you want to talk about. And there's tons of other shit that I want to talk about. So we'll definitely do this again sometime. Uh, thanks, you guys, for listening. Subscribe. Check it out. We're on every major podcast uh, site. Like, you mind if I uh, do a little shout out? Do it, man. Go for it. Shout, so, uh, shout out, bro. Shout out to, uh, to the Vibers. Shout out, Vibers. Shout, shout, shout out to, shout out to uh, RCP7. These were our brethren over there. Shout out Ghost? To- Shout out to the Jackals, RCP9. Yep. Shout out to to that voodoo, RCP37. Thanks for listening to Stories from the Front. Follow us on all major social media platforms for updates on guests and episodes. I am an American soldier. (laughs) Okay, now we're getting to the future. I give my heart and soul trying to do good. (laughs) And with that note, Thank you guys for listening. Subscribe.